1: Yes, yes, welcome back to Hardcore Listing with Dr. Feelgood and Mr. Potato Head. Um, This is part two of our um, top five with um, the legend that is Mark Morris from the Blue Tones. Um, Hope you enjoyed part one. I imagine you have, hence why you're back, motherfuckers. Um, Thanks again, everyone, for uh, listening and subscribing. And again, a huge shout out because um, how much... Everyone gets involved on Twitter and Instagram. We really appreciate it. Um, just because we're lonely and it saves me trying to have random conversations with people on the street, which the police um, get a bit fed up of in Basildon anyway. Um, yeah, cool. So, part two, top five graphic novels. Um, Mark's already told us a couple of Belters um, that were probably in a lot of our top fives. Uh, so, let's see what else he's got. Um, Don't forget, We're Lizards, 22nd of July, so that's next Saturday. Um, Come and see the amazing talents of John Kennedy, who's on... Oh, is he on Radio X now? big big breaker for Scroobius Pip when he started and Sam Redmore who is a fucking fantastic DJ too um, we've had him a couple of once or twice I think now uh, and he really fits the sort of music policy at, at Lizard so does John um, so come and check those guys out um, also a couple more tickets left uh, for hardcore listening live show 10th of August I've probably mentioned it a billion times now but you can get them at C tickets but if you want more information just find out yourself you lazy fuckers Wicked. Okay, no further ado. Let's get stuck back into that conversation and if Stu says anything in any way um, that isn't nonsensical regarding graphic novels and comics. It's a drunken soiree
0: in the within. Chris and Stu present our core Listing, the
1: podcast. Rocky four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would crush him. He's a smart dude, Golf Lundrum. He's got loads of um well, yeah, he's brain cells he's got um he's got a bunch of degrees. He's got he's got um oh he's one bio he's got biochemistry and stuff like that. It's all yeah, he's he's not uh he's not a model, He's not a
0: himbo. He's not a himbo. He was a Grace Jones for a long time. He was time, Grace, he? Mr. Grace Jones for a while, mm. yeah. Yeah, her book came out last year. I bet that's an interesting read. Oh, mm. well, I didn't know that she had an autobiography. Last year, yeah. Well, I'd like to read that. I'll oh. tell you, this, I read. Um, I just got back from Holiday. And t- if they make it into a graphic novel, I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I bought. Um, bizarrely, I'm not particularly a, a, a massive fan or anything, but I bought Belinda Carlisle's. Fucking hell. She's had a life. Christ, yeah. man. Like, until about five years ago. Like, I didn't realise. Just how crazy the the whole thing with the go-go's were and where it come about and how Pat Smear was with them and and the whole thing with the germs. And it was just crackers. And then she had some serious issues. Yeah, addiction uh, issues, uh, didn't she? Absolutely. Was Considering the Belinda Carlo I used to see on top of the Pops when I was sort of... I
1: thought it was very clean, yeah, straight edge, but I was obviously wrong.
0: Absolutely crackers. It was just... Brings the book in an afternoon. I was just like, this is this is nuts. Oh, wow. I'd like to read that uh, as well. Really good.
1: A, a, yeah, a friend really of good. mine told me a story of Grace Jones. She's uh she's in the music industry, and uh, she told me she's uh, in a new young pony club. Have you ever met? To her. Yeah. 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 And she told me a mate of hers told me a story about Grace Jones promote. It was a, a he was a promoter, and it was a gig she was doing in Paris, and uh, whatever the fee was, well they'd given her half of it up front And then before she went on, she was like, phoned him. No, I'm not coming on. I want all of the money now. And it was obviously quite hefty. And he's like, literally, we don't have it until you, until after. Because it's how it works. works, Right?
2: Box office receipts, not that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And she was like, no, no, no. And he was uh, outside her front door, like at this hotel, this really fancy hotel, begging her pushing his keys to his porch under the door going just take my car just please come and play I
0: like to think she's seen her in the most elaborate outfit yeah, hula hooping just like waiting yeah.
1: she took the keys and went I'm not playing he didn't even have his car so she's quite the diva I would have thought but you could totally imagine that as well yeah yeah I've got a
2: connection to Grace Jones the guy that plays sax on my new record is her saxophonist really yeah when she tours which is not that, not that often but she always calls him has he told you any gold? Nature said she's really fucking lovely. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. But nice, very nice, very generous, and very funny. Yeah, she's well funny. Anytime I've seen her, on mm. any kind of TV show, she's we can perform well that. entertaining. You know, it? strong, headstrong, and
1: he's got cool. a lot of respect for her. Made some tunes as well. Yeah, very, very cool. Right. Well, welcome back to part two. I don't we, know at what point. I don't know at what point we're gonna edit this in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we might do that whole Grace Jones thing, and might even start with Dolph Longdrum. Um We're back with Mark Morris, um, covering your top five uh, graphic novels. Um, yeah sorry. that were complete complete series, or ones that are still ongoing. Or? Uh, no, they're all they're all complete series. All complete, these ones, they? these
0: are all quite old ones
1: yeah. now. I think. Where do you want to go next? Well, uh, shall we do just? Pick one randomly. Well, if
0: you start a sentence on a comic book, within about a minute, I'll change the tangent on the site completely random yeah. and then we'll try and pull it back, yeah? <laughs> All
2: right. Okay, we'll go for The Boys next because that's, that's quite a recent one. That finished yeah. its run about three or four years ago and that's yeah. kind of 12 graphic novels, a collection of 12. So about this, about 10 inches of space on your yeah. bookshelf.
0: Yeah. So that one I read, that weren't the whole thing. What did you read no, the boys? which did no, the we, first one. Pip yeah. lent
1: him, Pip Lent in uh he came over, didn't you, the other yeah. day and we gave you the like the the first one. Yeah. And uh Not showed right you then. how to read a comic, yep. didn't we? Page
2: start at the front. I, I love the way it opens. <laughs> it's the first line from the the, the main
0: character. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have you you can't. Yeah. You know, it's just it's like I'm gonna like this book. And it's it, yeah. That's the Simon Pegg one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, so we we Huey, who's one of the chaps in it, uh yeah, he's based on Simon Pegg. So it's just be, it's just begging for that to be turned into a movie, oh, basically. Or a se- or to be a fa- to be fair, a
2: Netflix series. <laughs> That's what I always think, or a HBO series, something yeah. where they can just not tamper with it too much and make it episodic in the right way rather than try and cram it into two and a half hours.
0: Yeah. It's fucking brutal,
2: isn't it? Absolutely. And right. it's funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's as un PC as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean the first line in it drops the C bomb. Yeah. And um and it's I, you know, I said earlier I don't really read superhero graphic novels, but already this is two out of five, and this one deals with superheroes. Yeah. But in a similar way to Watchmen, it's as if they're in the real world, as if they really exist, and they do exist, and they're a fucking problem. You know, yeah. Because they, they, they've got all this power, they're just usually arrogant pricks who abuse
0: it. Yeah. And he, the, the the third page, I think the woman uh, says to him, um, "You're so fucking arrogant," and he replies with. I haven't even told you where I'm going to wipe my dick yet. (laughs) And I remember thinking, wow, this is a comic. It's horrible. It's really brutal. I'd left that laying around in my front room. I thought my kids can't read But there is comeuppance
2: for all this. I mean, it's it's not just gratuitous shock value. There is is this morality in it. And these characters are extremely horrible. So when they get dealt with in extreme ways, there's a kind of balance. It's very Mm. cathartic, isn't it? Yeah
1: and it plays with that like you're saying like, so this is probably my favourite graphic novel of all time it, it really does challenge, challenge the top spot for me really the yeah boys? 100% yeah. wow gosh because it will it, it's funny because it also really kickstarted Pip's uh, sort of fascination with graphic novels again as an adult um, and, and possibly even mine uh, 'Cause it is, it does deal with very adult matters, but it's like absolute power corrupts absolutely. And really that's what it's dealing with, is like oh, if mm-hmm. these superhero if if superheroes True. sort of if you could do anything and you could walk through walls and um whatever, you know, you'd probably turn into a total asshole. And these superheroes, some of them are racists, they're I They're, they're all uh, misogynists. Rap- rapists, misogynists, like the the murderers, they're absolute fucks. And um and the boys are which isn't really spoiling much a uh, team put together by the cia to keep cia to keep him in line really to, isn't to it the police
2: the superheroes yeah. yeah there's an elite team gathered from all around the world led by uh butcher he's uh, a, it's mate, a yeah, cockney yeah. tough guy yeah to you know just to keep them in check and they have this these special cia provided drugs that they have access to which give them Strength and that so they can deal with that so they can fight hand to hand with these superheroes temporarily. Yeah. Kick their asses. Yeah,
1: set them straight. And yeah, it's it's funny. The the plots are just absolutely burp they're just mental. Like what these spag, like what these superheroes that, that in the public eye they're seen as really nice people, but behind the scenes they're absolute shit. And the, the the plots, there's there's one called I think it's called Hero Gasm, where they like every year all the superheroes go to an island and just have a fucking orgy basically, and um, they're always having to cover up what these superheroes are getting up to, almost like rock stars really. Or, or Bilderberg,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: Um, but yeah, I, it's really complicated the plots in there. Like like when you get to the last um, few graphic novels, all those plots are all twisting and turning and. I actually only read the very last... I'd read the whole lot except for the last one, years ago. And for some reason, I got distracted. And because I thought it had been pretty much resolved in the most, in the one I'd read, yeah. I was like, it's done. Yeah, that's
2: what I thought as well. And then
1: I read the last one, not that long ago. I was like, this is fucking amazing. It, it, gets, it gets better. And that would be an insane, insane sort of TV series for people. Because it's a complete flip. A bit like Watchmen, it's kind of like a different way of looking at superheroes and, and a much more adult way of looking at it.
2: And it's, it works on quite a lot of levels because there's also the corporate level, isn't there? All these oh. superheroes
1: are owned by a big corporation
2: who sponsor them, who give them their promotions and so they're on serial packets and TV shows and you know they manage their public image and all that sort of thing. And it's, and it's who runs the government, is it... The government, or is it the corporations? Is it the superheroes themselves? Because there's yeah. the uh, the um, the Homelander, isn't it? Who's like yeah. Every one of the superheroes is kind of a spoof of an existing superhero. Yeah. A spoof of Superman or Batman or the Hulk or the Flash and all that sort of thing. And um, the Homelander is kind of like this Superman hero, mm. Superman character, who is as bad as you can get. Yeah. He's just pure evil, but blonde hair, blue eyes... Stars and Stripes, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, he's the one they want to bring down. And there's also personal stories and, and why the yeah. boys are the, the boys. The boys, one of the, one of the boys is actually a woman. But it's just, you know, that whole send in the boys. What's that from? Brain Dead? No, Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Bad Taste. Send in the boys.
1: They're quality movies. I saw Brain
0: Damage. He's brain dead. Brain dead. Brain dead. Is that the one with the lawnmower? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I, I, uh, yeah. I I went to the cinema and uh, I was like, you're going to go watch this film. Do you
1: take, take your missus of the time?
0: No, she likes all them films, oh, but right. again, like, I didn't know what I was walking into and, and I was just like, what is this? Yeah. And it was... Uh, yeah, a bit of an experience,
1: right? I get the feel like I do get a vibe off that. Like, although like Lord of the Rings was a completely different thing, I feel there's aspects of his directing style even back in those sort of indie, like indie gosh, budget yeah, sort of movies that he was doing, like Brain Dead and, yeah. and Bad Taste. Um, yeah, I remember first seeing that. It was so fucking gory. Um, yeah, but it's splatter, splatter gore, isn't it? Yeah. it's not like Saw. It's like comedy. Yeah, yeah
0: it's it's comic strip. It's yeah. comedy. It's it's cartoonish, isn't it? Have you seen the 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 um, weird films from from that era. Have you seen the documentary on on Netflix about Divine? No. Oh man. No, I haven't. So good, so good, and all about like John Waters and and. Oh, I and can't believe I've missed that. it's Fantastic. I think it's called I Am Divine, and it's just the whole life story, and and obviously Waters is involved in it and, and on it. It's I love John Waters. Oh, it's cracking. It's absolutely have to cracking,
1: watch that, mate. You've mentioned that a few times, and yeah. i still not And Divine played the pink toothbrush. Oh really? Mm.
2: What like a man <laughs> yeah. Walk it was. like when a that man Yeah uh, Yeah
0: There you go So uh, Okay So Can we just jump back into Kind of Where you're at With your music now Okay Jump back into that Yeah Well I've just finished um, a, a
2: new album uh, Called Look Up um, Which is At the moment It's only available to People who've pledged on it And that's all closed now But in the next few months I'm going to license it And it'll get a general release and um, it's my fourth solo record. Yeah. Um, and I'm pleased with it. I think it's my best one. Everyone always says Sweet. that, though. So I'm going to join that club. <laughs> uh, the Blue Tones are about to reconvene in a couple of days. We're going to yep. be playing oh, at Kew Gardens this week. So we're rehearsing on Tuesday and doing the gig on Wednesday. And we've got a summer of shows. We're playing at the Star Shaped Festival things.
0: Yeah, I looked at that. That's... Yeah. Um, a nice kind of nostalgia yeah, line up good. there, isn't it's it? such
2: a weird word, but, you know, it's, it, I kind of shy away from that, when, when, but it is. Yeah, no what, is your star-
0: what is your stance on that?
2: Well, um, it's changed because now that the Blue Tones have kind of, we have ended as a creative unit. We're not going to be making any more records. So what we've done is bookended now. And I think we all feel like, well, it's, let's just keep showcasing our body of work. And we've had to change our thinking as a band because we decided that we weren't going to make any more records. We decided we weren't going to make any more music at all, but then we changed our minds. Mm. (laughs) But we're not going to change our minds on this one. And I think if I I didn't have my own creative outlet, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to say.
2: But everyone else is fine with it. They've moved on and doing different things with their lives now. And for them, coming back and being in the Blue Tones is like, I guess it must be like a holiday from reality yeah, for a while, with
1: and, and a freedom because there's not the pressure of like the creativity. It's the, a celebration of things that you enjoy. Well, that's doing. exactly it. The celebration's
2: yeah. the thing. I think we've, when we had to adjust our thinking, it was we, we don't want to become just a band that's just going to be touring and doing that circuit. But eventually, everyone does, and and. Um, we, you know, we were fighting against it for our whole career because I think that's the, that that's, that would be the death of creativity if you started to think like that. If you started to think, well, let's just make sure we play the hits every yeah. time. But once you've embraced that, and once you've embraced the idea that you're you're not going to add to your body of work, then there's no one else t- who's going to play it. So let's do it. Yeah. And yeah, th- there is a certain release of of pressure. I mean, it's different for me because I make music all year round and yeah. I'm touring all year round. And it's just like I just have to put another costume on when I do the blue tones. And,
0: you know, it's it's. Does it very feel different p- from the solo stuff like when you're on stage? Completely, yeah.
2: Completely different.
0: It's in what way? Well,
2: these are my, you know, my oldest, and bestest friends and we've it's the most natural thing for us to be in a room together in the first place and then in a room together making music. It just feels absolutely where well. I feel absolutely at home playing those songs yeah. with those guys. And we all get... A, buzz out of what, what, what we've got this yeah. chemistry that we've got that is unique to us yeah
1: is there any songs that you particularly enjoy playing when you get guys get back together
2: Um. Enjoy? yeah I've, I've always liked doing the Fountainhead that's a really nice song to do it's got a nice groove to it yeah. and Tiger Lily I always got a lot of pleasure singing that one and a couple of the sort of later songs that not people don't really know that well I, I really enjoy playing those there's a song called Firefly which it's a real joy to
0: sing. Mm, that's it's one of my favourites.
2: Oh, right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but it's just in a nice place for me to sing yeah. as well. It's very natural for me to just slip into that one. Yeah. A lot of that later stuff, actually, which we don't really get a chance to play anymore because, unfortunately, people don't want to <laughs> hear it yeah. as much as they do. You know, we, we, we tried that like a couple of years ago and we could see that the, di- the, the reaction in the crowd was different. And it's like, oh, well, we don't want to fucking bore people if they haven't heard it they can go home and explore it and then come back. Mm. But not bombard them with stuff that they haven't heard, because it's like, well, no, this is it's not what this is about tonight.
0: So what was your, have you had experiences of going to see bands that have kind of ceased writing together and are touring? And, and what, what, what did you expect when you went to see, a, you know?
2: Okay, yeah, let me think. Who would that be? Pavement, for example. Right. No, well, I went right. to see Pavement when they toured a few years ago, and yeah. obviously they're finished as a, as a creative yeah. entity for some time. So it felt great. It just felt like a celebration of pavement again. And just to yeah. have them all on the stage making music together felt perfect. Yeah. It's unique and that's what you want. Yeah. And it didn't matter what they played, to yeah. be honest, because I like it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, what, that's the thing I don't get with some crowds. And I guess it's with us because we were more of a hit single entity than someone like Pavement. So their audience is, is going to be more album cent
0: album.
1: Right. A lot of bands like
0: that come over and, and play well I saw Pixies do do little, Jane's Addiction do Ritual and, and did they play Slanted or did they come over and just do a
2: they just did like the greatest yeah. hits as it were because they just released that collection hadn't they? Yeah, and it was yeah. a lot of that and it was a lot of Bright in the Corners and yeah. a couple of bits from the last album actually yeah. what's that one called was the last album Mid- no Terror oh. Twilight yeah yes but you know it's, just, it's so it's difficult for me to be cynical
0: about what the Blue Tones
2: are doing when yeah. I have been on the other side and yeah, had a great yeah. time. Yeah, that's what I wondered. Like, mm.
0: Okay, so are you are you still out playing on your jack a lot?
2: Yeah, every week. Yeah. Every week. I mean, I'm having to take a break from it to do the blue tones. Yeah. But yeah, that's my life. I'm a troubadour. I'm a wandering minstrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I quite enjoy it. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. But I'm aware that I'm going to have to slow down at some point. Yeah. I'm 45 now and. My kids are growing up and all that sort of thing, and sort yeah. of you feel like uh I'm missing out on things. Yeah. But then again, I get the wanderlust very quickly. Yeah.
0: I think that's something I think that's genetic. I think it's really it's really hard to get that kind of that that balance. Like I've said to you a few times where like I think you know sometimes I should have maybe been at home more, but I kind of like your kids
1: quite like that though. They like the <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: but you know, when, when you kind of push it, whatever no, no, like, <laughs> yeah. they never bring us sad. back something nice, they never look right. sad, to see the
1: back of you, and I'll come <laughs> over, to pick you up, <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, it's like, It'll only be an hour, no, it's just take your time Chris, <laughs> it, it's one of the things,
0: I think like, especially like, whether it's playing music, or you know, like say, with DJing, and yep. touring around with that, and things like that, like, while you're young, and, and you, you're trying to, you, you're doing it as well, fundamentally to make money, you know, and, and that money to offer you know, them a you know everything that you can offer them, yeah. really. So I think it's, it's just getting that, that balance such right. such a good it? man. <laughs> such a good man. No, he's, is, though, isn't he? It? Like, he's just not a hero to wear capes. No, uh, no. <laughs> it's to
2: buy graphic novels and records. Trainers. <laughs> nice deck. <laughs> and feed them. Okay, exactly. that's the deal. Occasionally, yeah. Feed them, keep them from, you know, dying. Yeah. And the rest of it should take care of itself. <laughs> them they'll be all right.
1: <laughs> but it's true because, I don't know, like, so we've been. We, so one of our income sources is is putting on music events or nightclub promotion and stuff. Well, like that's that. our I met You wasn't, mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. But that that's one of those ones where like, I'm 36 now, and I there's part of me that because I'm not really DJing out anymore, and I don't really want to be part of that fun. Part's gone now. I don't really want to be in venues at like two, three a.m. Every yeah, fucking Friday night. I'm. Not I really know that even,
0: feeling. Yeah. I'm 44, know? man. I'm, I'm literally teetering on Peter Stringfellow territory, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a fucking good look, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it does change. But then again, like also, it's like here he comes. the king of. <laughs> the
2: king of I saw You know, I saw today in Poundland who the king of India. <laughs> Stu? yeah, he was there with his family. What's he like? He seems kind of normal sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: should grow your hair right out, mate. He's a powerful look. You could tell he you know, just wanted to blend in, but we oh. spotted him. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, I actually, <laughs> like I actually watched a thing on Northern Soul the other night and uh, he was a bit of a bod. He was involved in, like, kind of putting on Northern Soul nights yeah? like, way back, yeah. And I just thought, no way did mm-hmm. he ever have any credibility. But, yeah, he did. Mate, he's just a chancer, though, isn't he? He just yeah. saw something that was puffing and jumped yeah, all over it. I think exactly yeah. what it was. I think he sort of no, jumped right Otherwise, like he'd not, have some that.
2: semblance of taste now. You know what yeah. I mean? That, be something. <laughs> have you not seen what he looks like? He looks great. No,
1: that's mean, taste, is. mate. No, yeah. All right, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, you know he's got leper skin, <laughs> do bro. you, oh, know it. Oh,
1: God, Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think it has got leopard skin bog roll. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh dear. Okay. Well, should we go on?
1: Should we do, do another comic or graphic novel? What's what we got things? next on the list? Why the Last Man? Yes. Have you read this? So it's in queued up. So this is one I've I've started to read, but I'm not at the I end. I think it's
2: a ten parter as well. And it's ten yeah. books. So again, it's the same sort of space on your shelf as the boys would take up. Yeah. Um, and I've got some original artwork from it hanging up Have out you really? there. Yeah, I've got sensed, uh some frames by the artist, oh. the, lady, the lady who drew the book.
1: It's, it does. It looks. It's a great piece of. Yeah, it's beautiful. Art. It's a beautiful stand-alone, stand isn't it? Just how it looks is fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's always been a big draw in in, in the graphic novels to me. It's just the artwork, it blows my mind. The inking and the drawing. Yeah, and me the too. The process.
2: The process is is yeah. fascinating, isn't it? It's not just simply colouring in panels.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's not. There's yeah. more to it. There's the layers. It's it's quite involved.
1: I know a fair few artists, and they they put out work. They're some of them are very productive. Some don't do loads and make stupid money. Put it that way. And I sit there and sometimes think that like the length of time it takes to write just a monthly comic, the hours that go into yeah. that. It's just, it's just an absolute Herculean effort. And Why the Last Man looks beautiful. Um, it's good from where I am and from what all my other mates say is like, it's, you're going to love it. Well, I enjoyed um, it because it's quite um, uh, a fresh take on an
2: old story. Mm. The old story being, what if there were no more men in the world except for this one guy. All the men just died and it was a society run by women and... To be a man was, of course, made you incredibly sought after because there's going to be one generation of these women, right? Mm. Because they're going to die off unless they can fathom a way of procreating. And so how society changes um, over the course of this story, because it just happens overnight, all of a sudden, bang, all the men are gone. And this guy, Yorick, who's the protagonist he's in hospital or something like that or he's, but he's immune to whatever the, this mm. virus is that's killed all, all men. Him and his little monkey.
1: Ampersand, Ampersand yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. And um, so, they have to go into hiding and on the run and f- first of all find out what the bleed nails happened. And it's, it's a f- quite a funny story it's, and it's a really good character arc because this guy, Yorick, at the beginning of the book, he's a bit of a, you know, just a young prick really and Stupid, sort of arrogant, um, you know, not that, not dislikable, but not particularly likable, but over the course of the book, he becomes a man, he becomes a decent person and, uh, and kind of heroic and kind of brave yeah. and noble. And um, I, like, I like the story for that reason, you know, it's, there's something it has got a real heart to it. Yeah. And could it's we, a beautiful is take. Is it yeah. set now? It's set in, yeah, these modern times, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It could easily go the other way. If you were the only man on the planet, you could turn into a right dickhead, couldn't you? If you were in that dem- demand, it like as a sell, you'd be like, "I'm the only guy around. I'm going to be uh, demand and supply. I'm going to be pretty popular." But actually, it's not really how it goes down in "Why the Last." Because man. It, becomes all, it becomes a political figure. Yes. it
2: becomes something that both sides of this new female society want to, for their own ends. Yeah, like a pro- he's, you know, he's, pro- he's propaganda in a, yeah. in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. They want. If some people want him dead, others want to. You know. Yeah, exactly. Clone him or what? Not There's he sees. a left
2: and a right. There's a, there's a. Like you say, the people, the, the, the fascistic side just want to kill him. He's he's an obstruction to our female society, and everyone's saying, Whoa, hang on a minute. Like we <laughs> don't know where we're going to think that one through." Just <laughs> quickly. yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, It's I, so far, so good. It, it, it reads really well. And as I say, it, it looks pretty pretty amazing. I'm not too sure who wrote that one, if he's written much, or she's written many other things. No, it's, it's written by a guy, uh,
2: I can't remember his name, but it's, drawn, it's all drawn by a, a woman.
1: Brian K. Vaughan and Pierre Guerra, yeah. published by Vertigo in 2002. It's quite old, this isn't is it? It's 15
2: years old already. Yeah,
1: shit. Yeah, oh my God.
2: Well, it must have be been first published in 2002, so it probably ran for about three years, didn't it? Ten graphic novels, monthly issues. Yeah, it's probably about three years' worth of comics there.
1: Is there anyone in particular in it? Is there any characters that you sort of remember? That, that his sister
2: is is, right. is is a very strong character. Her, her name's Hero, and his name's Yorick, and they're both named after characters from Shakespeare. Right, uh, But his sister's there's this sort of bunch of uh, freedom fighters, female freedom fighters and it's all bows and arrows and, and, you know, living in churches and whatnot, deserted churches. It's just, I like her and here's the thing, he's uh, assigned an agent to look, look after him, this female bodyguard and they over time, fall in love, and it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and then, like, yeah. Uh, uh, and there's a there's a something that happens in the book, and it's one of those instances where I'm getting all see my, my hairs are going up on my arms again. <laughs> Just thinking about it, but it's yeah. one of those instances when you turn the page, and it's like, oh god, uh, a really emotional hit in a, in a, in a, in one image where something terrible happens in the story, and it's like, oh no 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 no, the yeah. worst, the worst thing. Well, just when you thought you were home and hosed, something terrible happens. It's one of those.
0: And that has an emotional impact. To oh, the absolutely. Point. Like, really it's, it's the yeah, you have to put the book down. On. You have to put yeah. it down. You have to
2: really? put it down and go, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. So you're proper involved then? Yeah, well, this is kind of like you've been reading it for yeah. a month.
1: You do. I always find that, even with books, even if it is uh, fantasy or science fiction, I get emotionally engaged with I'm terrible with movies. I cry at anything now. But like if I see sort of like some sort of like struggle or adversity, and someone decides to not stand for it, I'm like, I don't know what way it is it. Does it? But in graphic novels, in books, it's the same. If I get that emotional engagement, it doesn't really matter to me whether or not it's real or not. I've completely detached myself yeah. from the fact that this isn't actually, this hasn't actually happened. I um, found yeah. that when I
2: was when I became a parent. Certain movies I couldn't watch anymore when there was a child in peril. Before right. I'd be like, "Nah, kill the baby, let's go," you know, sort of thing. <laughs> you know let's what? move on, drop Just it over the cliff. Let's get on. Let's get on to the bank job. But like, now I can't, I can't bear it if there's yeah. a because you have a whole different Just set of emotions. Like right.
0: the Game of Thrones I've been watching recently as well, the babies mm. and stuff. But it was what was <laughs> the um, babies and stuff? What was the uh, apocalypto?
1: And mm-hmm. I remember there's a scene
0: yeah. when they first ransacked the village. You? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slam a baby, Dan, yeah. and I remember thinking, oh, "I've never seen anything like that before in my yeah. life," and yeah. I can't watch stuff like that. And it was on yeah. about three. I spoke to you about this, didn't mm. I? It was on a little while ago, and mm, I watched it again. And I just thought, "I know that's it, coming. It. I know that's coming. I don't want to watch mm. it."
2: Like. There's, uh, there's quite a lot of those in that uh, sort of things in that film. Very yeah. stark, mm. horrible images. Yeah. I think how they portray
0: savages are just things that are just. It's quite horrible, isn't it? Well, it's, it wasn't
1: even t- you know t- you know that, but I, I, it wasn't. Um, they weren't savage in their own head, were they? They were like, this is a totally normal thing to do, is yeah. sacrifice people. How they captured that whole sacrificing within people's hearts out, absolutely. I I was I was like, fuck, this happened. And it, feel, I, it obviously felt, obviously I was so never there. It felt visceral
2: and real, didn't it? It felt real. And is felt that shot right when up. the head goes tumbling down the yeah. oh, Mate, it's brilliant. It's really the really point brilliant. of view shot. Did,
1: did Gibson direct that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did good there, man. Yeah,
2: are, that was that was right after all his bad press, as yeah. well, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and he came yeah, back man, and it's like, yeah. it was like, "This is undeniably yeah. amazing yeah. yeah. film." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's one have... hell of a talented prick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich. But you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the Filet-O-Fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single
0: item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah, yeah. We had a guy on, um, on a podcast, and he'd top five Westerns. Post 1990, modern westerns, wasn't it? Yeah. And I watched the Kirk, um, Kirk Russell one.
2: Oh uh, what? Um, uh, the recent one, *Bounty*. Oh Fuck. yeah, that
0: is the, a brilliant movie. The
1: savages in that. It makes you squint, isn't it there's oh my god, but it makes
0: oh, It's no oh, spoiler, yeah. but if you do want to watch it, you might want to turn off now Chop that guy in half, man. Well, it's just like he's
2: a piece of meat, isn't it? It's just like cattle, they just Ugly see yeah.
0: everyone else is just f- food yeah, stuff yeah.
2: in
1: front of everyone else. That is it, yeah. and, and that, that 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 falls into the horror Fruit genre, of, yeah. And I think that's because that that to me is the epitome of horror that, that particular scene because it's not just what's happening to him, it's the ex there. You're they put you in the position of the spectators of what's happened, like the other captives who are watching that happening. And it's the expectation that that's going to happen to them, and that is horror because one of the best things in any horror is is the fear, isn't it?
0: And I think it's that fear of fear knowing that that is going to happen to you that you can't rationalise with these people. Yeah, right, yeah. There's no, you like, you're
1: not talking your way out of that. No, you can't trade some like. Yeah, because I said that to
0: you, didn't I? I said it's the same, d- d- different genre, but someone like Francis Begbie in Train Spotting, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you can't rationalise with people <laughs> like that. they they're, they're just savages yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah we've derailed again completely
1: it's a right.
2: good derail yeah. I like Bone song. yeah me it's too part I part like Bone Tom a lot it's that's one of those films after I'd seen it you were picking out your friends and going you've got to see yeah. this yeah. film this will yeah. open your eyes just when you thought you're dead
0: yeah. inside <laughs> you can't be shocked so if we had to drill you
2: down <laughs> it's also, no, only, I think it really works because at that the core of that story is it's a, beu- it's a love story yeah, yeah. it's about devotion and it's yeah. about um, separation and it's yeah. about family and it's about love. Yeah, and what you do for it. Yeah, and where you would go. Yeah. And the extremes that this man takes himself to and what he's shown. So yeah. it's not just a shock flick. No. There's something all. at his core that really draws you in. And then when the punch comes, it's even harder because oh, yeah, you just did not see it coming. No. And there's no score, is there? No, no, I, right. I'm a big
1: fan of that in in any sort of film as well. Mm. I, I love scores to movies, don't don't get me wrong. We've even done top top fives on them, but there's a lot to be said for sight movies that where the the atmosphere is built by the environment and the sounds and the wind and stuff like that. I fucking love that. And because you get that, it gr- it gr- grounds it in reality, doesn't yeah. it? And and it's a simple, almost a sim- simple setup, isn't it? You get that the real sense it.
2: of them being out there building a town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing. You can't hear anything yeah. beyond them, and they're hammering and they're talking. S- there's a real Noises sense of
0: them savages make mm. that noise oh, they yeah, make yeah. through that the rattle thing. Yeah. yeah. Not nice. Not yeah. nice at all. I'm if we had to have drilled you down to pick a, a genre of films to do a top five on, what genre would you have done? It would be science fiction. Really, I imagine. Yeah, I love science fiction. Mm. Well,
2: it's when I was talking earlier about that, I haven't read for a while. I'd forgot. You know, I have read recently, but I haven't read for a couple of years, like proper books. Yeah. But I read yeah. a lot of science fiction, classic science fiction, the um, the Hugo Award stuff. Okay. Yeah. And um, I love science fiction. I could talk about my top five science fiction books yeah. or my top five science fiction movies, but I find it such a fascinating genre because it covers absolutely everything. There's everything in there but there's only there are things that uh, exist only in science fiction that don't exist in any other genre of course but i think there's another oh, wicket another fallen wicket. Hang there's on. another wicket there's
0: some serious cricket going Seven on here 7
2: for 6 <laughs> <laughs> this is going well and um it could have all just wrapped up tonight jeez but um yeah science fiction is my thing and I, I you know i'm always looking f- i just it sparks imagination it, you know it bends the rules of reality in a in a way that it's still, uh, you know, like, um, you can still get into it. It's still accessible.
0: So, when you write, do you write about kind of reality and things like that affect you, or do you uh, can you disassociate yourself from that and write in a kind of more vivid kind of imaginary way? Yeah,
2: characters and some it's bit, it's both, it's a bit mm. of both. Some you know they the spark th- is, the, is the big thing the, 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 the first idea that gets you rolling into a new song is the thing and then it's just kind of proce- a process of some, it's difficult to explain really sometimes they come fully formed and it takes you 10 minutes to write a song and sometimes it's a process of writing through them you write several drafts of several different lyrics and then one fits or one moulds into another one and they fit and sometimes they're autobiographical and you want to remove that element and so you kind of edit it out with, rewritings, with rewrites and you change the perspective. And sometimes then, you know, they're just telling stories about imaginary characters or
0: two-dimensional characters. Do you go back if you've got like historic sort of books of songs that you've started and stopped and do you ever go back and try and pick up on, on older stuff that you've, you've messed around with? And No, not anymore. I did sometimes in the past, but it's always
2: fruitless. You generally abandon an idea for a good reason. Yeah, 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 I find yeah. that you go barking up, the same tree again with it and it's like no I can't make this a good idea
0: how often do you sit and,
2: and play? every day really? really yeah every day get the guitar
0: out yeah uh, several of them around the house yeah. so it's just like I can wander in and pick one up we was talking about that the other night we was saying about um, one of the bands that we had on was saying that you know it's it's, it's kind of different for guitarists He said like cause generally he'd, he'd kind of had enough and he'd, he'd got signed to a, a, a label and they stiffed him a bit and he just kind of walked away from it but thought he just didn't want to play for a bit, but the guitar's never far from the sofa, whereas he said his drummer, the stuff went in, in the loft or down the shed, so yeah. it's not like you can not kind like of... It's not like just whip that thing out and <laughs> give yeah, us a no, chill and exactly. Exactly. Away, uh, And yeah. bass players the same, really. If, yeah,
2: they, if yeah. they don't play guitar
0: as well, they yeah. just
2: specialise in bass, they need to play with other people. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Sod <laughs> So what? what's... I mean, obviously, are you still... Um, we, we spoke when we, we got here today. I went to see a... Um, show yesterday and, and Matt Berry was in it and, and you 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 play with Matt still?
2: Yeah, well we haven't played for a little while. Um we did a tour at the end of last year and I don't think we're gonna be doing anything that soon either. He's gonna con- concentrate on his acting and writing for television and stuff for a little while. But yeah, I've been how, in this how did band. that come about? Um it came about because we just started hanging out with each other. We met uh at a mutual friend's I was doing a sketch show in it above a pub in London he was trying it out before he took it to Edinburgh and we met there and I was a big fan of Snuffbox and indeed uh, Garth Marenghi I was, I was about to say yeah. Matt
1: Berry's that's probably my favourite comedy thing of all time
2: yeah well, it's, it's remarkable how popular he is oh dude um,
1: there's lots of there's well I went over the road earlier to get a cup online, of coffee Matt and Com- I was wearing
2: this t-shirt and the kid behind the counter goes oh did you go and see Matt Berry and I was like actually I'm in his band no I did I said I'm in his band I was like really what's he like I
0: was like (laughs) Tosspot that's a great (laughs) word I I I listened to him on um, Adam Buxton's podcast and uh, and it was quite interesting how how he kind of got into comedy it wasn't really a a conscious decision was it no he sort of stumbled into it really
1: yeah I never, I, I, don't, I don't know that. He's I a very, very, he funny, very, he's a very funny guy.
2: He's a very funny guy. He has a very skewed view of things or sees this skewedness in the world, rather. Yeah. And he's uh, good company and it's, being in his band is great fun. Cause it's quite a good mixture of, of personalities yeah. and some fantastic musicians. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it came about because um, we just started hanging out and he had a, used to have a radio show on um, Absolute. And he asked me to come on there as a guest a couple of times and once, I think I even stood in for him when he had to go away and do a gig or something and uh, I did his show for a night. That was terrifying. Was it all right though? Yeah, it was, it was all right. I was really nervous though. I wasn't myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, you seem very calm today. Well, this is different, isn't it? It's my <laughs> yeah. kitchen. <laughs> yeah, okay. so You go. You, go, you
1: know, seem very relaxed. We're sleeping and under and the comfort
0: zones. <laughs> yeah, this is a completely
2: different situation. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, you know, and and um, and we started hanging out. And when I was writing songs for a flash of darkness, um, we collaborated briefly. We had a little musical project. We called ourselves the Swedish Twins, and we went out and did some gigs together. Uh, some songs that he'd written, some songs that I'd written. That we played him together, and then um, did a couple of little tours like that. And I just sort of, you know, I was a big fan of his record at the time. And he only really had two records out, and um, I was a big fan. I said, if it is if an opening for a rhythm guitarist. In your band, your give us a shout. Yeah. It's like I'll do it for nothing. Yeah. You know, just give me some sandwiches and somewhere to sleep. <laughs> and uh, and eventually he came round my house with some sandwiches and a sleeping bag and said, <laughs> Would you like to be in the Maypop? Would well, it? just? He just said we've got a gig coming up. Acid Jazz anniversary gig. Come along and do your thing. And yeah. I just it's an that interesting four years ago. for Acid Jazz, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well Eddie Pillar, who runs Acid Jazz, he's also a big folk fan. Yeah. And I think he saw something of that in Matt. Yeah. They have a mutual appreciation of English folk rock. Yeah. And
0: that's how he became. Yeah. he's. Uh, I'm, I've met Eddie a few times, and he's He's DJ'd a few bits and pieces with done. He's uh, He's good fun. He's quite a character. Yeah, he's definitely got, I mean, he's got, a, he's got the mod cast. He's, he's yes, that's good, right, he's yeah. Is, uh, he keep, oh,
2: I see, that's one of the ones he keeps saying, you've got to come on it. And it's like, I've never.
0: Oh, it's great. I've never done it. It's really, really good. Obviously, it's, Well, heavy on the mod thing Uh, 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 but it's uh, yeah it's a good listen that is real good listen Uh, is Dean on there does Dean do it with it? Dean's on it loads like um, and they do um, they do their boat parties as well don't they that's right uh, they, they, they had one a few weeks ago didn't they or is it coming up I'm not too sure I'm not too sure does he do I'm something, on the on the something he else the as well does, does he no. do something over there uh, no a lot of his signings do like Snowboy and, and people oh, like Snowboy, that Snowboy like and, and you know, JTQ yeah, and all right, that yeah. I don't think JTQ has signed them anymore I think it's a bit of a issue there uh, uh, yeah okay well should we uh, should we hit the top spot
1: is it top spot? Well,
0: it's, well, well they're it's not just, actually in an order, are not they? In an order, no, but is it the
2: last one? But, uh, but it is probably my favourite preacher, right? Preacher. It's yeah. probably my favourite uh, graphic novel series ever. It's got everything in it. Yeah. Everything, and some stuff you don't even want to be in there is in there. It's dark, but it's mostly funny. But it's a story of a a disillusioned preacher who gets, see, you've got, you got to really suspend your disbelief for this one, who gets uh, the spirit of an angel and a devil who come together and make a baby and create this other spirit called Genesis, and it, it comes into him, and it gives him the voice of God, it gives him the power of God, in that he can command people to do whatever he likes. That's his one ability. But it's basically, God goes AWOL, and the preacher sort of says... I ain't having that. And he goes looking for God. And it's his adventures on the way, which sounds like, okay, so far, so boring. But it's...
1: Far from it. It's it's mental. It's far
2: from it. It's absolutely crazy. And again, at the core of it is a a really beautiful love story between the preacher, Jesse, and Tulip. And Tulip. And they go on, you know, this crazy journey together. They fall in love. They fall out of love. They've got a history as well, which is before the books are even set. But that's what makes it work. Is because you really actually care about these two characters, and you want them to. You really want them to be happy. Yeah. But they go through. The you know the writer is who's the same writer as the Boys, and um, there's just this real anarchic tone to it. Anything can happen, and if it can go, it will go. So you've got a whole galaxy of disgusting and despicable characters yeah. that jesse and tulip meet on their journey to find god yeah from all walks of life from their own families as well so you've got corporations you've got perverts you've got hair star yeah he's yeah, a bit of a nut yeah, drop, yeah and yeah, yeah exactly so you've got religious nuts yeah. trying to chase him uh trying to have the you know the vatican after him you've got the government after him you've also got the, uh, the 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 saint of killers, saint of
1: killers, one of the best villains of all time, yeah. and How they, yeah, he's he's crazy. He's, he's so it's it's so good because he's crazy. It's a crazy book, yeah, and it's such fun. It just
2: literally tries its hardest to shock you, and it's doing it with a big grin on its face. And it's fun. It's stupid. It's like let this go. Let's let this. It's, let's let you know the, the Daily Mail is going to have nightmares about this shit. Yeah, and it deliberately sets out to offend that element of society who was going to go how can this be published it's disgusting it's like it is disgusting but there's a real moral heart yeah. and again, it takes me back to my point earlier it's like stories that can only be told in this way I think in on in, in the written word it's not enough and in a movie it would never be made because some of the stuff is just unwatchable yeah. but as an image in a comic
0: you can show things that you can't film and yeah.
1: you
2: can
0: show things that you can't explain either. Well you said something like when, when we in a previous one, we spoke about irreversible, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And said like that the director of that, you know, when when asked uh, like, "Have you seen irreversible?" Yeah, like, exactly. great date movie. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but said like when when people were saying like, you know, it's horrific and horrendous and you know, and he's like, "Well, yeah, that subject matter is yeah, you know, we at, at wanted it,
1: it to be that exactly, awful, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: you know, oh. that obviously that one scene,
2: yeah, halfway through the film, it's just. It's the worst. It's just you just want this to end. Yeah.
0: But you're you can't. You're stuck Completely in this.
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh,
0: and that's what he was saying, wasn't it? Mm. You need to experience if you know. Oh, the that, shame, it, it's that horror. You know. That, yeah, the
1: shame and the horror. Yeah. You feel shame. I felt yeah. shame because you're a, I'm a man. Yeah. And I just like, enjoy only it. I it enjoyed it. I felt shame because I enjoyed it. I felt <laughs> terrible. Yeah. No, it's he's, he's an sh- absolute shocker. But in preacher there's I there's <laughs> lots. That reminded of me that. of something funny actually. Come on. Uh, Years ago,
2: this is like another. Oh, I just dropped a name story, but I went to see that <laughs> film. Remember that film, Sex, the Annabelle Chong story. Yeah, I went to see that right, um, yeah. at the at the screening uh, with my brother and with David Williams, and it's quite a it's quite a uh, harrowing film. Uh, do you know it? Are you aware of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it's about well, for the sake of your listeners, it's about a lady who who wants to set the new Guinness World Record for for a gangbang, so she wants to get fucked by about 380 guys in 24 hours or two hours or whatever it is. Mm. Can't remember, but it's fucking bleak and it's it's sp- spun as if it's a woman reclaiming her sexuality, as if it's a feminist story, but it really isn't. It's right. it's an awful film. It's about a woman, a broken woman, you know, yeah, 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 re- yeah, essentially yeah. with a yeah, lot yeah. of problems. But we went to see that at the cinema and when it ended and the lights came up, David said quite loudly, so the whole cinema could hear it, well, you can't wank to that.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, genius.
2: It was just like, it was, it was a good moment.
0: <laughs> so has Preacher being made into a... Well, it's yeah,
2: yeah, it is. I wanted to come on to that, yeah. actually, because yeah. it's been adapted... Uh, by uh, Netflix. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it Netflix? Or, no, it's Amazon. It's an Amazon Prime thing. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, it's
1: been... So, is it Seth, Seth Rogen? It up? Yeah,
2: what do you think? I think he's taken the absolute piss. You I don't like it, it. it at all, no. I think he's taken some real bloody liberties. And I think it's completely changed the dynamic of the story from its base elements. And I was watching the latest episode and they've even changed Arseface's backstory. And his backstory in the books is so good, mm. so heartbreaking and so kind of comical at the same time yeah, well, his, no that yeah. sounds like a contradiction
1: it's the killing joke isn't it it's him and because uh, he's a big he's an Avana fan isn't it it's him and uh, his, his that's right but that's, but that's based on the yeah. story of
2: the Judas Priest yeah. fans isn't it who blew their heads off oh, and one shit, of them right. died and the other one survived and he tried to sue Judas Priest because he said there's a message on your record oh, when, yeah, you yeah, when you play it back it, back, yeah, it yeah. says do it do it
0: and they took this as a sign yeah we've got a. blow and he's head the one that blew so he's, his arse face the one that blew off his face off yeah and,
2: right but in, but in the preacher they've completely changed it they've made it weak they've made it he's blown it, his face off for love because his girlfriend or the girl he loves killed herself and he went oh god and blew his head off and it's like no 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 mm. but that's just one example it's littered with them yeah. and I really don't like it I'm watching every single episode of course but I really don't like it I'm sitting there watching it tutting it and <laughs> and getting really wound up.
1: See, I've not but read the really whole failed. Preacher story arc. Um, and again, it was a, one a bit like Watchmen where I had read it for so long. But when I come round to watching the series, I'm kind of just grateful to see it. Um, so I've enjoyed it. I, I've, I've liked it, but it, it isn't completely, you know, as you say, true. Well, and I, I think, think if they're
2: going to tell the story, yeah, tell the story. Yeah. Don't just take the characters th- out of that story. Yeah, they've got
1: license because, uh, you know, one of the benefits of like this whole new world of... How things are getting produced is they've got license to make things a bit more hardcore and extreme. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, an it's eighteen a th- It's a great on thing about what they can do now. So sometimes it's like, did you need to? Do you need to step away from it? Why don't you just keep it? That's on, what. That's on exactly what I
2: think. That's exactly what I think. They could have just told the story as mm. dark as it is, mm. rather than they try to sugarcoat it a little mm. bit, and they've already messed around with the order of the narrative arc. Mm. By sticking something that happens in about sort of book six as being as if it were in book one. And I just think, well, if you're going to do it, do it, right? Mm. Right? Do it with me.
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's that th- they can do it. Like you just mm. said, they can do it now. They can make it so that it's the unfilmable can be filmed and shown and have an audience. Yeah. So why haven't they? So why haven't they? If Seth Rogan's such a big fan of the book. Why has he chopped it up and changed it.
1: I thought like, because Zack Snyder's had criticism over the years for like his his comic book, trend, uh, you know, how he's lifted it straight off a page and made a movie of it, but like, like 300, through, like, I fucking love I've enjoyed the movie. Me because, too. Was, because he literally took the frames off the comic and put it visually and I didn't have a problem with that. I wasn't going, oh, you haven't put your edge on it. It's like, I'm there's times to do that even when like in music whole people th- remix and that's fine mm-hmm. to, put, you know, to do that especially in the dance music world but but then there's other times when I'm like I just want I just did just want to see that like Sin City I just wanted to see Mark, see that, that style. Mark Miller's yeah. rendition of it and they fucking smashed that as well really what's, um, the, yeah, hmm.
0: what's the deal with Walking Dead is that it, it, well, well I done didn't, that well
2: I didn't really enjoy the books I've got to say I found the books a little bit boring and a little bit I've read this before in other mm. stories. If you want to talk about some dark zombie shit, hmm. there's a book, comic book called Crossed. Are you aware of this no. graphic novel? I've seen it. There's I've seen it in comic series. shops
1: and that, but I've never, I've, I haven't read it.
2: It's one I stopped reading because it was just getting too much for me. Really? It's really violent and it's really deviant and it's some All of it's right. quite upsetting. Right. And the the artwork's always beautifully... Presented and it's very detailed and very realistic. And again, it's one of those things they sh- they can show things in a big image that they could never film. Yeah. Uh, because it's about this. In the world is infected. Again, the zombies, but they're th- these zombies have got a different edge. They're like s- sexual fucking That's maniacs. Right, yeah. They will rape you whilst they're eating you. You mm-hmm. know, they will skull fuck you whilst they're hacking your legs off and shoving them mm. in each other's faces. It's disgusting. And at first I thought, "Yeah, I can hack this. I can hack this." And it gets darker and darker and darker and darker. And, darker. and I was like, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> I'm not really enjoying these you are, anymore." You're getting desensitized. So I sign, yeah, I, yeah, I sign off now. Yeah. If you know what I mean.
0: What was the other one that, that you and Pip were talking about? Is it like a new comic about the uh, was it was it gay superhero?
1: Yeah. Oh, what was that? It wasn't was it Nemesis? No. It, yeah, it was all right that one. Pip really liked it. It was about a, um, oh the bloody name's gone. And he's a gay superhero, but he—he's aggressive. He's an aggressive gay, like it's re- And they don't shy away from it in the comics. An and aggressive gay, wasn't What do you mean? He just really likes really violent sex, oh. and uh, and he's—it was really interesting. That was kind of a cool slant on on the sort of portrayal, because a lot of the time it's very hetero, isn't it? The sort yeah. of archetypes you get for superheroes. It was—it was—it's quite good. I think I'm not sure it's finished yet, but the, na- the name sort of like. Um, Yeah, it's gone. It Mm. uh, it evades me. But um, going back to sort of Preacher, I thought the artwork in Preacher is, is, again, it's fucking wicked. But it looks gritty as well. Like how it's that sketching. It looks. Yeah.
2: It's beautifully rendered. There's a lot of great looking characters. I mean, the one thing that's good about the TV adaptation is how they've. The tone of Cassidy, the Irish vampire Mm. in it. They've got him right, but that's Mm. about the only thing they have. Yeah, he's a good actor. I I think. Mm. I don't. I don't. Enjoy. I'm not enjoying the series is it clear it's a
1: tough one isn't it when you get when you feel like you're getting oh this, I've been waiting for it for so long yeah, I remember yeah. like two
2: or three or maybe longer than that four or five years ago Sam Mendes was involved with it and it yeah. was going to be made into an HBO mm-hmm. series and I went online and I found all these production photographs of uh, the costumes and the makeup, and, uh and Face was on there and it looked exactly like he does in the comics mm. with his fucked up anus mouth <laughs> and and uh, and then to see how it's become, it's just so watered down from what it could have been, and I was, you know, it was disappointing. Mm.
1: I've had that, I keep going on about that one, Berserk, but they do an anime of it, and they keep on, they sort of naws that up all the time as well, and I'm part grateful for it, because I want to see it. It makes the book more special. I'm like, oh, come on, I'll watch it, but I'm also watching it come. why are you doing this? Like Even the guy who wrote it is, plays a hand in it, and it's even how they censor that. Like Currently, like it's, it's uber-violent what happens. The storyline in this, when it comes to darkness, there's a specific story arc in Berserk, which is famous in the, in the comic book world, of how relationships get torn apart in the most disastrously violent, sexually violent... It's, it's, it's really awful. And then they, they decided to commit all that to movies that they've done. And now they're doing an anima- another set of animations continuing the story arc. But they've decided that any slight nudity is like, oh, we, we can't show that. So, like, okay, there's occasionally a nipple, and instead of having a person's nipple out, they just do them without a nipple on there. And it's like, it's a strange <laughs> thing to censor when this guy's beheading people left, right, and centre yeah. all the time. It's like, <clears throat> why, are you, why are you having an issue with that and not. So, they bastardise that. Um, well,
2: what, what a world we're living in, with a nipple <laughs> <a> free <nipple-free> world? <laughs> exactly. Who wants that?
1: That's where I can't spend my nipples, disbelief. Guys. You know, that's where I step out yours is dragons me nippleless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: alright well look before we wrap it up what didn't make the, the cut the cut um um 100 Bullets
2: is another mm. really good uh, graphic novel series I really enjoyed that but I I think it lost its way a little bit towards the end yeah. I think it, it was one of those ones where it became a runaway success and they are like oh god uh shit uh How are we going to finish this story? And it gets a little bit too convoluted at the end and you stop giving up monkeys about the characters a little bit. But the first kind of five or six issues of that are really gripping storytelling. It's like they're assembling this team of... um, What do you call them? Sleeping agent things. sleeper cells. Sleeper Sleeper cells, cells, yeah. yeah. They get get triggered. uh, And it's, you know, conspiracies and conspiracies and stuff. Then it just falls apart a little bit. That... I mean, like I say, any one of the Daniel Close books could have made it. Um, And there's a brilliant book, uh, you know, A History of Violence. What, the film? Yeah, but it's based on a comic book. And again, this kind of brings us back to another point we've made earlier. I can't think of an instance where the adaptation of a comic book, like, I'm not talking about superhero comic books, but these types of comic books, adult story comic books where the, where the cinematic adaptation has shocked you or stunned you or had a more complicated concept at its, at its climax than the book did. Mm. It's always watered down. The ending in the adaptation is always nowhere near as extreme as it is in the book or they, you know, they don't want to go there. Mm. And History of Violence is a really good example of a very good faithful adaptation and it has got a good ending. And it is different from the book. And it, it is satisfying in the movies. It works. But the ending in the book is just too dark to even go to. They can't possibly show that because you can't have that as the last thing you see when you leave the cinema.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but that is a brilliant story. Again, it's got a lot of emotion, a lot of heart. As a man rebuilt his life, he's got a loving family. And then oh, he's, got a, he's got a past. I want to read yeah, that now. I'll yeah, go. And it's, it all comes down on him in... An instant have you seen the film yeah yeah it's mm. cracking the film's fantastic yeah, Yes, David, yeah. it's from um, Cronenberg isn't it
1: yeah I don't know
0: No. Don't. yeah it was because he'd done um, what was the other one I watched again oh, yeah, a couple of weeks r- ago the Russian one yeah with uh, the, Eastern, um, Promises. Eastern Promises Eastern Promises yeah, yeah it's alright the, n- the knife scene in the shower oh there, mate well, in the sauna it br- makes, makes
1: you yeah you don't want to be caught no. in that situation do you no you really don't no I'm you do not Brutal. slipping
2: around in a knife fight <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, no, I'll have, to, I'll have to watch oh. that history of violence. I can feel your balls on my leg. <laughs> 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 right, well, so Stab me and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks loads for letting us come round and do this. No, it's mate. a real pleasure. I very yeah, much enjoyed it's, your it's, company. It's been, Thanks, chaps. It's been really lovely. It's um, a good little idea you got here.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Oh, we hope you enjoyed it, mate. Um, as I say I was bowled over when I saw your list I was like yes in your face Stuart (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah he was was cracking man Um, so yeah we'll uh, so
0: if people obviously want to come and find out more about you and also come and see you live I'll see the Blue Tones live where can they find out about you Um,
2: uh, there's my website markmorrismusic.co.uk and there's links from that site to the Blue Tones page as well or bluetonesband.com
0: Oh Bluetooth Band, I gotta
1: remember. Yeah. I don't use it. That okay. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put it on the links well, when we put it all yeah, out yeah okay we'll, thanks and, um,
0: you'll probably get bombarded on social media with, with listeners saying I can't believe you didn't fucking like that or yeah totally agree with you on that brilliant so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah bring it on I'd, awesome. like,
2: to end- I, I'd yeah, like to have that debate let's Excellent. hear your
1: top five graphic novels yeah. it'd be interesting to sort of like see what other people's are and yeah like you say if there's any particular characters in these any of your villains because you know the saint of killers in Preacher is just a cracking villain um, let's hear what other people sort of thoughts well, he's, are he on that. gets his
2: own book doesn't he he's so good he gets his own little side story arc.
1: He's awesome, yeah. But you, you should, yeah, because you haven't read the comics. Maybe you should check the Amazon thing out. See if you like it. All right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Coming mm. that way round. Yeah. Okay. I'll
0: do it. Cool. Right. Well,
1: Mark. Cheers, mate. Much, much. Yeah, having a thank sober. you. Thanks. Cheers. So there you have it, Mark Morris. Um. Well, as you can tell, that would have been one of my favourite chats easily. Um, and I don't think I'll ever get bored of talking about, uh, those subjects. And, um, when, when the, uh, when the episode finished, um, there was, um, some conversations that maybe we'll get Mark back on, uh, cause there's plenty more subjects for us to get through and have a chat with. So, um, yeah, he's one of uh, the, the guests that we, uh, I'm sure we'd like to get back on, um, what a legend. And um, if you haven't checked out the Blue Tones, uh, Mark's band, I really, really um, suggest you do that. Um, it was crazy to think that, you know, when I was getting stuck into their second album and that, and I'd be sat in my, sort of like writing a, a graphic novel that was based on that album and, and the stories that it evoked in my head, that, you know, 20 years later, I'd be sat there chatting to Mark about his love of uh, graphic novels. Um, yeah, it was wicked. Uh, Stu enjoyed himself uh, on the drive back we did get stuck in traffic uh, for about an hour and a half Uh, but we were kind of quite hyped about the podcast we'd done until Stu decided to put on Radiohead um, which we both love but when you're stuck in traffic that's not moving anywhere and 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 we're trying to we're picking out all the most solemn tunes then yeah that wasn't quite as great anyway thanks for downloading subscribing we will we will be back next week um with another awesome guest yeah we'll catch you soon motherfuckers it's a drunken soiree
0: in the (laughs) whiffin'. Joe, present our core listing, the podcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.